Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I am Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And we got a, we got a fun one today. Um, NFL season debuted last night, so we're going to talk about that. The Vegas Golden Knights and Dallas Stars played last night, so we will also get into that. And then the Tampa Bay Lightning have a chance to take a 3-0 series lead tonight, so we'll look into that as well. And there's a Game 7 in the NBA tonight. Lots to break down. Blues made a signing. Blues didn't make another signing. Um, and the, the clock Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts about that the one. The clock is ticking on, on that. Um, where do you want start Tommy uh let's start with your thoughts on De La Rose and then let's go to football after that all right so in a vacuum like apart all other things aside I have no problem with the De La Rose signing I think it's a great depth signing but I feel like we've been seeing reports come out all year that Petrangelo was a little frustrated that everybody else was getting extensions and contracts before him and the more it happens the more I kind of uh, am prone to believe that rumor rather than just play it off because it does seem like it's a trend at this point that you know the the elephant in the room is just getting completely ignored and in Jeremy Rutherford's reports are that there has been literally no progress made with the contact contract extension I'm gonna be honest Tommy I'm nervous it does not look good right now it all the reports look really really bad granted those are just reports we don't know what's going on behind the scenes but i have not seen one positive sign uh in regards to petrangelo in weeks so i'm nervous yeah i i would i would i would tend to agree with that i didn't think about that yesterday really i was thinking more about because like if you think about it to to be able to sign a guy like petrangelo you have to have players in place that are locked up and i think like i don't know if you listen to the pod yesterday or not but like to, I guess this acquisition or not acquisition, but signing, um, I think is a precursor for like different moves. So if they're trying to move Tyler so. Bozak, then this move makes that easier because they have De La Rose who can like play that bottom six role as a center. Um, but I think you made a really good point that like the more that happens, like even if you tell Petrangelo like, hey, like this signing's just happening just so that we can like make moves for you. Like it still is unsettling and like doesn't make you feel good that all these guys are getting contracts and they, and they somehow can't find the room to pay a guy that's been a staple for their team for so long and a very important piece of the cup run. So. Right. I mean, like if you're if you're Alex Petrangelo and all the reports are, oh, yeah, we want to make this work. We want to free up the money for this guy. But then all year you watch your teammates getting paid and you watch that potential cap space that you were promised dwindle. It's got to be frustrating as, as, as a captain of a team, you know, led the team for their first Stanley Cup. And then I don't want to say getting false promises made, because, again, we have absolutely zero idea what's going on behind the scenes. So it wouldn't really be too fair to speculate. But as a fan i'm frustrated i can only imagine how he feels um yeah and to me to me what's what's most concerning about all of this is that if it's true that the number being thrown out was was it seven million over five years that's fucking disrespectful yeah 
considering everything he's done for this team, considering what he's asked, considering like he's literally saying, like, I want to get locked up long term and get paid considerably for the talented hockey that I've played. And the Blues are like, yeah, how about we cut that in half? Like that to me, that feels like I don't want to say it's like similar to the negotiations with Pujols, but it's it is because they undercut Pujols so much. Well, actually, to be fair, like right after they won the championship, they didn't talk to Pujols for like the longest time. I guess they were just scared of like what number he was going to say. And then when he did finally give him a number, they undercut him so much. He was like, you say you want me here long term, but like the contract that you're offering doesn't doesn't say that. And I feel like Petrangelo could have the same argument. Just the fact that we're now less than a month out of free agency and all reports are basically saying that there's zero progress made up to this point. I hate to say it, but I just can't I can't see this going well at this point if the reports are true. If there's really no progress made up until this point, what's to what's to make you think that things will change? I mean, granted, we could wake up tomorrow to the news that Tyler Bozak has been traded and then we're having an entirely different conversation, but and honestly, if Bozak ticking. gets traded, I think Petrangelo gets signed immediately. Yeah, but that's a big if and the, the clock is ticking. Um yeah. free agency starts what October 8th? Yep. Yeah, so you have three and a half weeks to get maybe the best player in, in or the most important player in franchise history locked up, uh, captain due to the first Stanley Cup. It's no small task, especially when you don't have the cap space to do it at the moment. Um, I've tried to be optimistic about this all year, and especially these past few weeks, I've tried to remain optimistic because it just makes the most sense to lock him up. But... Maybe they're further apart than we think, or maybe maybe it was never going to happen to begin with. Who knows? But I, I'm getting concerned. I, I'll say it. I I can't really throw out uh, healthy optimism here. I think it's yeah. more important to to maybe prepare ourselves for this team not having Petrangelo next year. At this point, well, I think I think it's also important to note that. Over the course of his career here in St. Louis, Armstrong is, he's kind of gone like two ways with contracts, right? Like he's gotten burned by him and he had to do a cap dump with Ryan O'Reilly or he signs guys to just ridiculous team friendly deals like the Pareko signing and all of that stuff. And like, yeah, Justin Falk hasn't really turned out the way everybody wanted to now, but there's still time and I think that's still early. So I don't I don't I don't think it's out of character for Armstrong to try and like get a premier player in this league like Alex Petrangelo for like cheaper than everyone expected, but I <laughs> I don't think you should do that or you you shouldn't risk that. Yeah. You shouldn't risk that with a guy that's like the cornerstone of your franchise. You should just say, Hey, like, okay, maybe we can pinch pennies with some depth guys or with players where we have like a lot of options, but Alex Petrangelo is the last place you should be penny pensions. Yeah. Um, And to me, this, at least if I were to look at it optimistically, it reminds me a lot of the Stamco situation from a couple years back when Mm -hmm. basically all reports had him leaving. And there was, if you just read Twitter, then there was no way that Stamco was going back to the lightning. And the next thing we knew, he signed a gargantuan eight year deal with them. Yeah. 
granted, the one big difference there being the Lightning had the cap space at the time. So I really don't think we can properly have this conversation until A, they free up the cap space, or B, we know that they're not going to. Because right now, it's not even a matter of are they offering him the right money. They don't even have the right money to offer him. Right. And and the, the longer we wait, the more frustrating it gets because, I mean, yeah, I, you can probably – you know, say, Hey, we'll pay you this once we free up the cap space, but you can't put pen on paper until the money is available. So, I mean, that's not necessarily true. I know you can, you could sign them first and then make the trades, but without, without being able to be confident that you're going to have the money, then they can't even start negotiating realistically. Um, and I haven't, we, the longer, the longer we wait, the, the harder it's going to be to free up that money. Yeah, exactly. And the last thing you want to do, if you're Armstrong, like especially Armstrong, who's always been, feel like he's been so methodical with his moves and like planning them and stuff. The last thing you want to do is run yourself into a corner and have to trade guys last minute when other teams know you have to trade guys last minute because you're going to get nothing for them. Mm. So like, if the end of September starts coming around and he's trying to move pieces, like the price is going to go considerably down. Very true. You know what I'm saying? Very true. Well, so, I, oh my God, it's, uh, it's all going to be, and, but the thing is like, he's still going to have to make those moves if he wants to take, if he wants to keep Petrangelo and I feel right. like he's going to, but it's just chaotic because like if he waits till the end, it's just going to be all these moving pieces all at once. And it's, um, it's going to be an avalanche. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's frustrating. It's stressful. It's un certain but you know what isn't uncertain tommy that built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever and i mean ever the new and improved built bar is even more delicious than it used to be because you got six brand new delicious flavors including the 12 originals but the six new ones you got caramel brownie cookies and cream cherry barcia lemon almond cheesecake carrot cake and apple almond crisp not to take away from the classics like peanut butter mint brownie peanut butter brownie the list goes on and on every single bar is covered in 100 chocolate they're all soft and easy to chew and the best part is they are healthy you know it built bar is great for the health conscious person you can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat they're low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber great for someone on a diet for example the peanut butter one my personal favorite the classic 19 grams of protein only 180 calories only five grams of sugar and only five grams of net carbs so you're eating a great healthy snack and and it tastes amazing. So you can feed that sweet tooth while not, not having to worry about, about eating junk food. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you will get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. We'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, Tommy. Where to next? Um, you're gonna go to uh, Vegas, Dallas. Vegas, Dallas. Let's do it. Let's do it. You, you, you take the lead on this one. Wait, I, I didn't watch uh, the game. Okay, I I caught the end of it. I think okay. so. Dallas, Dallas, and I and I actually did pick Dallas uh, to win this game. I think on the last pod, so that was kind of cool. But yeah, Dallas uh, defeated the Vegas Golden Knights. So mm-hmm. last night, three to two, um, in overtime fashion. Game-winning goal scored by Alexander Radulov, like 30 seconds into OT. Just an absolute piss missile off the post and in. Love to see that. Leonard had a good game as well. 
Um, again, kind of what you expect. It, it, it seems every game he's making the case as the number one goalie there. And Marc-Andre Fleury considers, I mean, continues to be frustrated, I guess. I don't know. I don't really know what the situation with him is personally. I guess his agent's frustrated, but <laughs> he says he doesn't mind being the backup. But I mean, anyone That's in that what, position. What else is he going to say? Right. Yeah, exactly. He's not. Um, say, yeah, I hate this. Uh, I I demand a trade. No, they're in the middle of a playoff run. He's gonna. No matter how he really feels, he's gonna he's gonna say everything's okay. I can't yeah, exactly. He's okay with it though. Yeah, big rig. Oleksiak started off the scoring for Dallas uh, in the second period, and then third period it just kind of went <laughs> back and forth. Chase Theodore started it, of course he did <laughs> for Vegas. Jamie Ben followed up with a goal of his own. I think it went five hole on Leonard, which is probably the first time he's ever done that on anybody. Hey. <laughs> and then, and then hey. Mark, hey, and then Mark, and then Mark Stone um, sent it to OT. It looked like he took that shot like off his chest, and then it went in. But Mark Stone, I don't remember what happened. But yeah. there was the there was the big controversy of whether or not that was goaltender interference. Everybody kind of said that uh, when he made contact with. Kudobin that he was outside of the crease, so they called it good. But I, I, at this point, yeah, who who really knows what the fuck goaltender interference is at this point? It's hey, a toss up every time. It's been a while since we've had a good goaltender interference controversy, and that was really yeah, that was really the <laughs> yeah, first, true. We were due. <laughs> that was really the first one I could think of from this postseason, like the real, the first one that everybody on Twitter was like, ah, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. What did yeah. you think? What did you, if you were the if you were up in Toronto in the in the war Toronto war room? What's your call? Yeah, I would have said good goal. Good goal. Just because yeah, I think okay. I, I think kind of like his the goalie skates were in the white when the contact was made, and I get like especially in the playoffs, like you're gonna have guys in those gritty areas, like it's gonna it's gonna happen, and it should be I think it should be like egregious and like obvious if you're gonna call a goal back for goaltender interference, and I think even if his skates weren't entirely in the white, I think it's too close to to make that judgment. So I would have said good goal. Yeah. And did you see, um, sort of, sort of, uh, on the same, on the same note, but a bit of a tangent, did you see the, the newest Vegas golden Knight goaltender slash Twitter controversy? No, I did not. So report reports came out that Robin Lehner agreed to a five million dollar oh, a year five year contract extension, which and they told Mark Andre Fleury in the press conference, right? And he was like, "What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god!" And then Robin Lehner, Robin Lehner refuted it and basically said, "Nothing is finalized. What are you talking about?" Which Jesus, couple couple things to get into here. I don't, I don't, I didn't see that, that flurry thing, uh, telling him in the press conference, but regardless of that's what, regardless of that happened or not, if this deal does exist, having it go public now is just so bad because yeah. not only do you already have a goaltender controversy, you're now telling your quote unquote backup goalie that really hasn't been that much for back. He's getting weeded season. out. Right. Yeah. yeah. They Like, Hey buddy, you're, you're gone after this year. We found our guy and it's uh, not you. <laughs> not good for team chemistry, regardless mm. of, whether the reports are true or not, I know it would be really easy for them to say, oh, nothing's finalized, but like it, it exists and all they have to do is sign it because you know you can't finalize a contract extension in the middle of a playoff run anyways. Um, 
Yikes. Um, yeah. Also, the- from a media standpoint, like, it, first of all, bringing up a contract that isn't even finalized to <laughs> the other goalie in a stable who's that notably that been. Yeah, that should not I, that should not happen. I didn't see that from clip. from a from a press standpoint. I did not see that clip. Um, I'm told Marc-Andre Fleury was not aware of any contract extension. Da, 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 da. I don't know. Maybe that happened, maybe not. But still, regardless, that's just... That's tough. I, I feel like I've now seen a lot of a lot of reports about the culture in Vegas being a little wishy-washy with the, yeah. with the reports of, the, of their, their players basically cheering on injuries to the opposing teams and taking the chirping a little too far and now the agent going the agent going rogue on Twitter and posting a meme about his goalie uh, and now this like it's I like a drama I, it's a good I, TV I, drama I, I wonder like how what's that locker room like what yeah. is it? is it like when you show up to work and like you have to work at, you have you work near a bunch of coworkers that you hate but it's easier to put on a fake smile and just go with it is that what it's like for Marc Andre Fleury or who who knows who else it, it, yeah it's weird it's weird man I, I don't know that's the thing though it, like when they're when they're on the ice together it looks like their chemistry is like top notch and like all the forwards and defensemen seem to like get along fine so I don't know it's I don't they like bond over just like being toxic or what but it feels like <laughs> <laughs> it feels like like Mark Andre Fleury is definitely like the odd man out a hundred percent. Yeah. Like I can just picture him like just kind of like sitting in the locker room like by himself, like not talking to anybody. Yeah. That's kind of sucks. Because well, we already know goalies are weird. So right, yeah. It's it's just it's just throwing, weird. You know, throwing it's like throwing gas on the fire. It's like it's like once is a once is is nothing, twice is a coincidence, three times is a pattern. Like this is now yeah. a couple, this is now multiple times throughout this postseason that there's been some conversation controversy surrounding professionalism with Vegas and goaltenders in general because we had Demko and Markstrom like yeah just kind of fluctuate in their positions and uh yeah just across the board it's (laughs) there's so much drama it's It's hilarious strange postseason yeah for sure um all right we're getting close to the end of today's episode so let's take one more short break and then we will come back and wrap it up All right, Tommy, where to next? The floor is yours. You want to talk about football? It's back. I always want to talk about football, but the Lightning Islanders play tonight, so I feel like oh, we should talk do. about that. We do got to talk about that. Yeah. Well, so if we have time, let's talk about football. The, the, Lightning, about the Tampa Bay football. Lightning could be in the Stanley Cup Finals uh, by Sunday at 6 p.m. <laughs> I th- I'm, yeah, I think I think that's we said crazy. it before. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild. If they sweep, that'd be nuts. That'd be good for their team because they get a break, and then they're gonna, in my opinion, probably gonna end up going up against a Vegas team who we talked about is kind of in shambles right now in their in their goalie room. So, I, I'm the year as a whole is looking good for the Lightning, and yeah. if they can if they can make it to the Stanley Cup, I think the chances are that they're probably gonna win it. Yeah, and if Pat I mean, Maroon goes back to back in back to back years, legendary. oh, dude, nothing legendary. would make me happier. Legendary. Good God! I mean, there's the New York Islanders have not shown me a single thing in this series that gives me any hope that they could win. Not hope because I don't. I'm not really hoping for an Islanders win, but they have shown no signs of 
being able to compete with this Tampa team. Well, to be fair, I thought they controlled the majority of the last game and like possession and everything. I feel like they should have won, but just the fact that okay, <laughs> you, you score with nine seconds left in the game, <laughs> like, that kind of takes all the wind out of the, the sails. The the thing is, is like you're gonna be in games like that. You know, if you're gonna win a Stanley Cup, you're gonna be in games where you control games and, and the goaltender, you know, just steals one, and it mm-hmm. happens a lot. And in those are the games you have to win. You know, if you're if you're gonna be a Stanley Cup, they they sh- they should have found a way to win. I'm not like you know criticizing because the Tampa Bay Lightning right. got an absolute wagon, but like at this point, you know, they got blown out in game one. They played well in game two and still lost. What more can they do? You yeah, know? if you go, you go, you go one two punch with a blowout and then a heartbreaker. And, and, that's right. that's not great, <laughs> right? You you come you come out of the blow you come out of the blowout win and then say, okay, all we have to do is play our game, you know, get back to our game and we'll be fine. And then they do exactly that and still lose. It's got to be discouraging um, yeah. for the Islanders. Again, I know that they've been in this position before. They they faced some really tough teams in these playoffs and they've surprised. So I'm not counting them out just yet, but there's some switch that needs to be flipped for them or, or Tampa needs to just go back to their, their classic ways of choking, but not looking good for the Islanders at this point at all. Yeah. Tonight, I think they're going to win tonight though. I'll say so? four to three. Yeah. I'll say four to three. We'll see. We'll see. Can you imagine if Tampa goes out and makes another statement win? Oh baby. Dude, my God. Yeah. Yeah. If Tampa, if Tampa wins the night, I think they're sweeping. Well, I mean, I th- I'd almost say you could consider both of their wins as statement wins, you know, because yeah. I know how we talked about um, when Game One came around, how the eight two the eight two win and the one nothing win were both dominant in their own sense. I think the eight two win for Tampa, and then also what was it two, two three to two two to one three to two yeah yeah both wins were statement dominant wins. You know, you win a game with an absolute blowout, and then you get you get uh, you're on your heels for an entire game, but still manage to win. Those are two statement wins that happen on a way to a cup run. Um, it wasn't three two. I lied. It was two to one. No, all right. Uh, I was right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Tommy, get it together. The other game was three to two. I'm sorry. The, yeah, the, the producers in my Year, talent, but yeah, it's it's got to be uh, frustrating as an Islanders fan or player to be like, okay, what what more can we do? But I mean, hey, that's hockey. I uh, find ways to win when you'd least expect it. So maybe they'll pull it off. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Who you got for uh who you got for locked on players of the game? Ooh, locked on players of the game. I would say Lightning, I'm gonna go with Palat, because I feel like he's been hot lately. Okay. Um Palat's a good choice. I feel like who who's gonna be in goal for for the Islanders? Because that's my choice. So is it gonna be Varlamov or Grace? I don't um, even know. They've been going that's back. a good question. Yeah. We'll probably get a tweet from uh Elliot Friedman. Like an hour before the game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, my lockdown player for the Islanders is whoever's in net for them. Um, There you go. That's a good pick because I think that that's had their goal had their goalie stolen the game last game they would have won. It was a game that they could have won, um, and I think it's going to need to be a similar stellar performance for that for the Lightning. Take your pick. <laughs> Point, Kucherov, Palat. Yeah, Point's obviously going to be up there. <laughs> Hedman's been hot too. Yeah, yeah. Take, take your pick. I'd say I, the Lightning. That's my lockdown player is the Tampa Bay Lightning. <laughs> the, the team as a whole. <laughs> the team. Just on fire. The team is a man on fire. Yeah. Confirmed. Um, 
I don't know. Uh, I, if Point's healthy, I mean, it's probably him. I, I assume he's playing tonight. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Can't imagine he won't be. Islanders, I'm going to take, uh, take Jordan Eberle. Good choice. Good choice. Because uh, I feel like he's had a lot of apples lately. And uh, I don't know. Like, he's not really doing, like, highlight plays, but he's doing all the little things and, like, uh, feeding guys, getting scoring chances and all that stuff. So I'm going to take him. Okay. It's going to be a good one for sure. <laughs> I'm excited. All right, Tommy. I know you. I know you want to. Let's talk about football for a couple of minutes. Dude. Oh, man. First of all, we got to talk about... Oh, oh my God. I'm going to butcher his name. Edwards Hilaire, I think, mm. is the running back for the Chiefs. Just had a ridiculous day. Had like 100 yeah. yards before the third quarter even rolled around. And a touchdown. Um, made everybody who said taking a rookie running back that high... Um, is just something that I won't do if you said that in the fantasy drafts. You're an idiot, apparently, because anybody in the Chiefs' offense should immediately just get drafted in the first two rounds. Um, Travis Kelsey had a good day. Will Fuller had a really good day for the Texans. He did. Uh, I think he had 100 yards and like eight receptions or something like that. Yeah. Even if it was, some of it was garbage time points, a little bit. But Patrick Mahomes takes the takes the Mahomes Watson bowl, and there was even a clip of a. I was gonna like it was, it was him, yeah. Him Watson him. ran out of bounds and sat on the bench next to him, so that's cool. It, it's it, always it, cool they when put you see arms around each other. Yeah, exactly. That was really nice. I, I love that a lot. I like that a lot more than like the old style of like football players just like creating this persona of like hating anyone who like. I don't know, like Exist. challenges their talent. Oh, yeah. Deion like that. Sanders. Okay. Deion Sanders is kind of cool though. Kinda like it's, cool. there's, I mean, he's nasty, but there's like, there's two kinds of players. Right. And there's like guys who like talk trash and are like, yeah, like this dude's dog shit, even though he's like one of the best in the world. I'll never say that because I'm a contender and because I play football against him means we can't like each other. Like I, I feel, I feel like it's a lot cooler like seeing these guys going out and be buddies, but then also when it comes game time, like still balling out and like you I want to. I want to beat my friends more than I want to beat my enemies. Are you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. It's so much more fun, like whoop it, whoop it up on your on your friends and being able to make fun of them afterwards. Like you know, and like and like the travel. trash talk hits different yeah. too. Like like because because they know you're like kidding, but also like bro, if you smile at me again when we're in the heat of the game, fuck you. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? God. Oh, and, and 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 they know how to get you. They know how to get to you either. They know how yeah, to get exactly. You, too, you know, like they, a lot of the a lot of these guys have been probably have known each other for a long time not just in football mm-hmm. i know the nba is like that They're, they all grew up playing against each other um and with each other so it's like you know they know the they know the inside jokes that'll push your buttons and yeah you know exactly. how to get you real competitive so i do i really like seeing that because you know at the end of the day they're we talk about this all the time they're just humans they're just people and i feel knows? like that brings out that side of them more than yeah like, they all train just together, being all business they all, they all all train the together yeah. in the off season i mean or look at like the nba right now they're all in the bubble together they see each other at lunch every day and then go out yeah. and battle at e- battle with each other on the court it's great it, it, it and then it, it makes it more fun at like it makes it more fun at like the pro bowls and the all-star games too because then they like you really see their friendship kind of flower and it's like god these guys are sick like yep absolutely <laughs> all right we were getting close to the end of today's episode you got any any closing messages to them? um sammy watkins too made me look like an idiot for not picking him uh just because just because, yeah he had a fat day for the chiefs probably I mean, you're just putting up points left and right for fantasy purposes. So, mm-hmm. 
All right. I think that's all we got. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Locked On Blues to stay up to date with everything that we've got going on. Follow Tommy on Twitter at TWelcher15. Make fun of him for those fantasy picks. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Hammond NHL. Make fun of me for not knowing much about football. Um, take your pick. Enjoy hockey tonight. Enjoy basketball. Football's back. Enjoy the, the today's or Sunday's games. I know that's going to be fun. I'm not moving from the couch. It'll be a good time. Yeah, we kind of got a full. Uh, uh, um a charcuterie board? Is that how you say it? I don't, I don't, <laughs> with the, I no with the slices of salami, with the slices of salami and the Gabagool. crackers. Gabagool. You know what I'm talking about? Gabagool. It's a corner cut. Maybe. I don't know. No, that's, Char- the, this, that's, that's a word. Charcuterie? I mean, maybe. I'm going to look it up. Maybe. It, I, I, it's C-H-A-R-C-E-U-T-E-R-I-E. However okay. you say that. Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. All right. I think that's, Anyways. Yeah, I think that's all we got. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a lovely weekend. We'll see you on Monday. And as always, let's go Blues.